Don't let yourself be deterred by the complications, by the difficulties. Press through, put to work that intelligence that God has given you and that ability to learn and go for it, man, go for it. Live your faith, build your business, and change your world. This is Live, Build, Change. Hey, welcome back to the Live, Build, Change podcast. I'm so thankful that you joined me today. I know that you have lots of options when it comes to podcasts to listen to. There's so much good stuff out there and there's also some junk. I mean, we got to admit that that happens anytime there's a free way to produce things. But the point I'm making is that I know you have lots of options. And the fact that you've chosen Live, Build, Change means the world to me. So thank you so much. It's exciting to know that you're here and I'm hopeful that things could help you. Today, I want to talk to you about one of the things I wish I had thought through a little better when I first started my businesses. And part of the reason I didn't think it through is because I didn't really know about it. I didn't really know the importance of it. And so I'm hopeful that this episode will serve you in that way better than I was served because I simply was ignorant about it. And it's the issue of business entities. Now that may be a phrase you have no clue what that even means. Well, I'm going to unpack that on this episode of the podcast. I know from personal experience through some painful sorts of mistakes I've made and some current situations that I'm facing, how important this issue is. So I hope that I can outline it pretty clearly for you. Now, one thing I have to say right up front is that some of these issues have to do with taxes and that kind of stuff. And I am not a tax professional. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a tax attorney or any kind of attorney for that matter. I don't even play one on TV. And so I am not considered professional advice. What I'm going to be sharing with you is my experience and my understanding of what I've been told by my accountants and by others that I've learned from. But I leave it in your lap to research this for yourself to make sure that the things that I'm telling you are true. So that's it. Let's get busy talking about business entities and why they're important. Okay, so what is a business entity? Well, you know what business entities are. You just may not realize that you know what they are. Business entities are things like corporations or limited liability companies. And that's actually the real name for it. Some people call it a limited liability corporation. That's not true. It's a limited liability company is what LLC stands for. And then there's also the sole proprietorship. Now, you also get into partnerships and things like that, which are legal business entities, which I'm not going to talk about partnerships because I have no experience in it. And from everything that I've read and heard and studied, partnerships are very problematic and to be avoided if you can. Now, it doesn't mean it's always going to be a bad thing, but you definitely need to dig into that a little more than what I'm going to go into here. So I think what I'm going to do, first of all, is tell you why a business entity is an important thing. You see, your business entity determines how you are viewed by the government and probably more importantly, by the Internal Revenue Service. Now, obviously, this is speaking for people who live in the United States. If you're in Canada or some other, just translate these terms into your own context so that you can apply it rightly. But the government wants to know when you're doing business, 
what kind of business entity you are. And the reason is the kind of entity you are determines how they are going to tax you and the kinds of things you get to deduct from your taxes or handle in certain ways that make your tax situation either better or worse for you personally. So business entities are a big deal. When I first started out, I just started creating things and selling things online. And it was just me doing it. Now, if you do that and you don't officially set up some kind of business entity, you are automatically considered a sole proprietorship. Okay, so you're a sole proprietor. That means you are an individual who is doing business as an individual. And when you do that, your tax liability, all your tax returns, all your income is reported on your personal tax return. Okay. Now that's not really such a bad idea. It's not such a bad deal until you start making significant amounts of money. I mean, when you hit the point you're making five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars a month or more, you're going to have some significant taxes that could be handled better through a different kind of business entity. And by better, I mean in a way that you pay less tax. So that's always a benefit. I don't believe it's anything wrong with taking advantage of the laws that exist to work legally within them to your own benefit. That's why the laws are there. You know, the IRX tax code is humongous. I don't know how many pages it is now, but written in that tax code are all the legitimate legal ways that you can claim taxes and expenses and things like that as a business that enable you to pay the least amount of tax that you can. It's all there. It's in black and white. So it's legal. But you don't have time to read the whole tax code. And even if you did, you probably would be confused by a lot of it. And that's why there are people like accountants and tax attorneys who make it their business. They make it their career, their specialty to get into those things and understand how they work. And so I would encourage you somewhere near the beginning of your business journey, build a relationship with a certified public accountant. And if you are getting into certain areas of business, you want to find an accountant who is skilled and practiced and experienced at that kind of business. So for example, if you're getting into real estate investing, there are all kinds of special tax benefits and liabilities for real estate oriented investments. And you need somebody who knows those things backwards and forwards. So you want to find a tax attorney or a CPA who specializes in real estate taxes. If you're getting into the online business world, like I have, there are accountants out there who deal only with online business. So they understand things like affiliate programs and they understand things like receiving disbursements from book sales on Amazon. You know, they understand that kind of stuff and they understand what it's considered in the tax code and how to treat it in your taxes. Plus they have all the general accounting knowledge as well that helps with, you know, things like income and expenses and salary and payroll and all that kind of stuff. So you want to find a tax person that you feel comfortable with, a tax person that you feel like gets your business and understands what you're doing and build that kind of relationship with them. Now, having said all that, let's get back to the business entities. The sole proprietorship that I mentioned is how I started out. I was just creating and selling things online. I didn't have any other kind of business entity set up. And I realized that very first year, man, I paid a whole lot of taxes <laughs> on this stuff. And I had to start figuring out some better way to deal with it. Now, there's another issue that doesn't have to do with taxes, but it has to do with legal protection. And what I mean there is the issue of lawsuits. 
Okay, so let me paint a scenario for you here. Say that you are a sole proprietor and someone decides that they want to sue you because something you sold them or something you did for them caused them some kind of damage or they're claiming that it did. Okay, if you are a sole proprietor, when they sue you, they are suing you personally. They're not suing your business. They're suing you personally. And so therefore, what is exposed to seizure if you're found guilty? What is exposed to garnishment if you're found guilty? Things like your personal bank accounts are liable for seizure because they're suing you individually. And they can because you were doing work as a sole proprietor. Any equity in your home, and depending on the state you live in is my understanding, this can be different from state to state. So things like the equity in your home, things like you know money you have in the bank, I mean, all kinds of things you have personally can be garnished or attached to if you're found guilty. So in my view, doing business as a sole proprietor is not a good idea for anybody, at least not for very long. When you first get started and you're just trying things out, it may be acceptable. It may be fine until you kind of figure out what you're doing and how you want to go about it. But man, I wish I had done something about my business entity sooner just for the tax reasons alone. I wasn't sued during that time, so it wasn't a big deal. But just for the tax reasons alone, I wish that I would have done that. Now that takes us into some of the other business entities. And I said, I'm not going to talk about partnerships and I'm not, but that is one you need to keep in the back of your mind if you're doing a joint effort with somebody else. And the only thing that I will say about partnerships is no matter who it is you're doing a partnership with, could be your uncle, could be your brother, could be your parents. I don't care who it is. I don't care how long you've known them. I don't care how much you trust them. Make sure you draw up a partnership agreement. And let me tell you why that is. It's not because you don't trust somebody. Okay. It has nothing to do with trust. It has everything to do with clarity. You need to have it clear who has agreed to do what in this business? Who is responsible for what? Because if you are depending on the flawed memories of two individuals who are in this partnership, you know what that's like. I mean, you have these issues in everyday relationships already. You know that different people remember things different ways. And it's not that anybody's trying to be contrary or anybody's trying to manipulate the facts. It's just that we perceive things differently. So the main purpose of a partnership agreement is to get everything down in writing so that you can all see it. You can recognize whether that's what you understood or not when you talked about what you're going to do in your partnership. And you're able to hammer that out on paper so that it's clear for everyone and everyone can agree to the same thing understood the same way. Does that make sense? So partnership agreements, man, that's all I'm going to say about partnerships. I don't have any experience in that, but I have heard the horror stories from people who have been guests on podcasts that are produced and, and people that I know in business who have just talked to me about partnerships, that is usually the most painful part of a partnership is not having a clear agreement. So please get that done. Now let's go on and we'll talk about some other types of business entities. Next kind of business entity, and really the only kind that's left, is either a limited liability company or a corporation. And those are two totally different types of business entities. Let's start with the limited liability corporation. This is what most solopreneurs or entrepreneurs 
who are working in a small kind of an operation setup is an LLC, limited liability company. And an LLC is not hard to set up. You can set it up through the government pretty simply with online forms and things like that. But there are requirements for what you have to do throughout the year as an LLC. There's certain kinds of minutes you have to take, certain kind of records you have to keep, all of that. So again, I'm not a tax attorney and I'm not a tax accountant, but I can tell you it's not that hard to set up. I set up my LLC all on my own and it's working just fine. But I had to devote the time to researching it. I had to make sure I was doing it right. I just had to invest something in it. So you just have the choice. Are you going to invest the time or are you going to invest the money to pay someone to do it for you? In some cases, paying somebody's much better because you know they're going to set it up properly in most cases and you just don't sweat it. You can be busy doing something else while they're figuring that out for you. Now, a limited liability company, what are the benefits of setting up your business entity as a limited liability company? Well, number one, you have a shield, so to speak, between you personally and any lawsuits that may come up. Now, if you remember the conversation about the sole proprietorship, your personal assets can be endangered if you get sued in that situation. Well, with a limited liability company, that is not the case. They have to sue the company if some business thing that you were doing goes sideways or they claim it did and they want to sue you. So that limited liability company serves as a shield for you. The only things they can attach to or threaten through a lawsuit are the assets of the company, not your personal assets. So that means when you get paid from the company through payroll or through disbursements, which we're going to talk about in a moment, those things are now your personal property once they're given to you by the company and cannot be touched by a lawsuit. Okay, does that make sense? So it's the company and the company alone that's going to be threatened if a lawsuit comes. That is one of the huge benefits of having a limited liability company. Now I'm going to jump forward here just a second and tell you it is the same with a corporation. You get that same kind of a shield and we'll talk about that in a moment. So let's move on to the corporation and talk about what is a corporation. Well, you know corporations most likely through the big corporations that we talk about, Apple, IBM, Coca-Cola, you know, all these big companies are usually a corporation. In fact, I don't know of any of the major companies that are not a corporation. Now, a corporation can be set up in two main ways, okay? It can be called a C corporation or an S corporation. Now, C corporation is one that has board members and a CEO and a COO, and all these titles that go on the front of people's names or at the end of people's names, you know, that is a C corporation. And in that case, the corporation itself will file its own tax return. Okay, so the owner, or in that case, there will be an owner, there will be a chairman of the board or something like that, but it has a board that runs it, okay? That's for when you get really big. That's when you have a company that's way too large for one person to actually own. It becomes a C corporation and you would go into that for various reasons. Now, a good tax attorney or a good CPA can tell you when it's advantageous to become a C corporation, but C corporations are taxed on a different rate as individuals. They do their own tax return. All of that is really kind of a thing that the accountants have to take care of. Now, let's talk about the S corporation because while I mentioned that my company is an LLC, a limited liability company. My company is also an S corporation. 
And that may sound a little confusing. Let me dice it out for you because it is a little confusing. The LLC is the business entity that the government sees my company as. But the S corporation is a tax designation. That's how my accountant explained it to me. So when the IRS looks at me, they see my company as an S corporation, not as an LLC. Okay. And you file forms to apply to be both of these, an LLC and an S corporation, and even a C corporation. You do the same sort of thing. You have to have all kinds of documents that go along with that. But the S corporation, I find to be incredibly helpful. And here's why. S corporations are given this permission by the IRS. So this is a legal thing you can do to adjust the way that you pay payroll and especially the payroll that is paid to the members of the S corporation, which I'm going to explain here in a moment, so that you don't pay as much tax. Now let's break this down for a second. If you're a sole proprietor, let's just use that for a contrasting example. If you're a sole proprietor, you are going to pay 7.5% for Social Security and FICA like any normal employee would, but you're also going to pay another 7.5% of Social Security and FICA as what we commonly refer to as self-employment tax. Now, that's a 7.5% that most employers typically pay. So a lot of people don't recognize this, but when you get your paycheck from your employer and you see all the money that's been taken out for Social Security and FICA, your employer has paid that equal amount on your behalf, has taken your amount and their amount and sent it to the government for Social Security and FICA. That's a 15%-ish amount that is taken out on your behalf every time. Well, if you're a sole proprietor, you are paying that entire 15% on everything you receive from the business as salary or as income as, as the person working for the business. So you see 15% is a pretty high tax rate. So the S corporation, here's the contrasting view. The S corporation is allowed to do that differently. Here's how it works. You as a managing member of the S corporation are to set yourself a salary, just like you would in a normal case where you're the employee. Okay. But what they say is it needs to be a reasonable salary for the role and duties that you perform. Okay, so there are some guidelines on on what percentage seems right for the duties you perform and all that, and your accountant will help you with all that. But here's the thing. It doesn't have to be the entire amount of everything you are given for your work in the company. And that sounds crazy. Sounds kind of insane. How does that work? Well, let me try to explain it. And all you accountant types out there, I know I'm hitting this wrong, but I'm getting close. So give me a break. I'm not an accountant. But here's the idea. You set that salary and what the company pays you in salary is the only thing that there is a 7.5% employee share and a 7.5% company share. So that's where your 15% tax comes from. And then you are also allowed as a member of that S corporation to receive what's called distributions or sometimes called dividends. Okay. And these are monies out of the profits that are paid directly to you as a member of the corporation, but is only taxed on your personal tax return at a 7.5% rate or right around there. So do you see the difference? On that money that you're receiving as dividend or as a disbursement, you're not paying that extra 7.5%. That gets to be massive. 
when your income starts going up, when your profits start going up. Because percentages, the way they work is they get bigger as the profit gets bigger. And so you're saving that 7.5% on all that amount. I mean, the first year that I was an LLC, I was not established as an S corporation. And what happened was I wound up paying, my accountant said, about $8,000 worth of tax that I wouldn't have had to pay if I was set up as an S corporation. So you can guess what I did for the next tax year. I set up as an S corporation right away. And that year's tax return was amazingly different. Do you see the advantage there of an S corporation? Now, again, talk to an accountant about this. Talk to a tax attorney about this. Ask them about the benefits of an S corporation and to see if it fits your situation. Because I can almost guarantee you for most people who are doing what I'm encouraging, where you build a business on the side or to replace your full-time job, that S corporation thing is going to be huge. And I wish I had known about that from the beginning because I would have had at least one year there where I would have saved $8,000. And you see the point. You've got more money left to either invest back in your business or to give away or to be of greater benefit in some way to the people around you. I mean, there's all kinds of things you could do with that money rather than paying it to the government. So that's the S corporation. Now, the C corporation, that's a whole different deal. The C corporation is going to have their own tax return. It's going to be based on different rules because it operates differently. And that's for the big dogs. That's for when you get your company really big, you might want to consider becoming a C corporation. Now, the C corporation also is going to have that liability shield against lawsuits, just like the LLC does. Okay, so the members of the board can't be sued, just the corporation itself can be sued for any reason that someone might want to bring up against the company. So you see the differences here in the business entities. These are things I wish I had known from the start because setting this up to begin with in the right way is going to save you money. It's going to save you risk exposure. It's going to set you up to do business more carefully. Now, let me say my disclaimer again. You're probably tired of hearing it, but I'm not a tax attorney. I'm not telling you everything that goes into these things. What I would encourage you to do is there's some great YouTube videos by some accountants. I'll put a link to a few of them in the show notes for this episode. And you can find that at livebuildchange slash 35. And you can find those links. Or if you're listening on a podcast app, you can just swipe to the description and find those links there. These are videos done by accountants who explain these things much better than I did. So I encourage you, watch one of them, watch two of them, watch three of them, get different people's perspectives so you can get your mind around these concepts of business entities and why they work the way they do and how they work the way they do. And in every case, you're going to have to get what's called an employee identification number if you do an LLC or an S Corp or a C Corp. It's going to be required that you get that EIN, the employee identification number. And you just apply for that. I think you pay like a $60 application fee. It's a one-time thing. And then you have it for the life of your company. Okay. You also are going to have to apply to be an S corporation and a C corporation. You're also going to need articles of incorporation. I mean, all these things sound really intimidating and overwhelming, but they're not. They're pretty simple. And if you decide to go the route of getting a, an accountant or an attorney, they will help you with this. That's what their job is. So that's about the business entities. Now I mentioned at the beginning that I'm running into some situations where I'm glad that I've got this ironed out now. And that's because a lawsuit was brought against me just recently. And man, was I glad that I've got this LLC and S Corp thing set up properly. I can't go into many details about the lawsuit. It's a thing where I'm being 
charged with things that I did not do in cooperation with some other people who are being charged. I mean, none of that is true. I didn't do any of these things, but it's one of those things we'll have to pay the attorney fees. We'll have to go through the whole process. We'll have to exonerate ourselves and then, you know, get our money paid back through the court settlement that we've paid to our attorneys. But regardless, can you see how it's great to have this shield of protection? Because, you know, we just bought a new home. I don't want the equity in my home to be garnished. We have bank accounts that are personal bank accounts. I don't want those to be garnished if something went awry and we were somehow found guilty, which seems impossible, but you know, maybe you never know what the government's going to do or what lawyers are going to twist. But regardless, this is a big deal. And I want to encourage you, don't let this intimidate you from doing any kind of business at all. That's what happens sometimes. You see the difficulty it's going to be to learn about the new thing to take the steps to get it in place, to pay the money to an accountant. And it becomes a deterrent to you actually stepping out and doing anything. Man, I want to urge you, don't do that. Don't let the fact that you have to learn something prohibit you from the advantages of learning that thing. I mean, you're going to learn that thing and then you're going to get busy in business and you're going to make all this revenue that can help you change your world. Don't let yourself be deterred by the complications, by the difficulties. Press through put to work that intelligence that God has given you and that ability to learn and go for it, man, go for it. I want to encourage you in that. These things, I know they can feel intimidating. They felt intimidating to me when I started, but don't let it be. Just work on it a little bit at a time. Do something every day to get through these things and you'll do great. Hey, thanks so much for your patience and for my ineptitude as I stumble through these explanations. I pray that you'll be bold in these things, that you'll get busy and you'll figure it out and you'll set yourself up right so that you can not only do business in a way that's wise, but do it with integrity so that you know you're doing things the right way and you're being safe in the way that you're doing them and your clients and customers can count on you because you're established and well-ordered. If you have not yet joined the Live, Build, Change Facebook community, hey, what are you waiting for, man? It's a group of Christ followers who are excited and eager to live out their faith in a more authentic way, to possibly build side income or businesses, and to change their world. All a bunch of like-minded people heading toward the same goal. Of course, it looks different for each person, and that's part of the beauty of it, is we get to synergize and work together from different perspectives to encourage, to pray for each other, and to enable each other in better ways. If you'd like to become a part of the Live, Build, Change Facebook community, you are invited. Go to livebuildchange.com slash FB for Facebook. Insert your email, you'll receive an invitation, and soon you'll be approved and part of the community. Thanks so much for listening to Live, Build, Change. God bless you. Go and change your world.